Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. There's actually a monopoly out now for cheaters. What is serendipitating, and are you doing it? It is the first day of February, kids. The the month of love. Yeah, I Thursday. Feel the love, don't you guys? Sure. Thursday, February first of two thousand eighteen. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is your news that didn't make the news, but probably should have, as far as we're concerned, on Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. All right, here we go. Before we get to those stories, winning the Super Bowl has a lot to do with knowing as much as possible about your opponent. Not that this info will necessarily help with that, but we did find it interesting. Somebody went through a bunch of surveys taken by people who identified as Patriots fans or Philadelphia Eagles fans. And here are four random ways the two fan bases are different. Eagles fans are twice as likely to prefer hard liquor than Patriots fans. Well, hey. Yeah, 45% of uh, Eagles fans say they prefer hard liquor over beer or wine compared to just 21% of Patriots fans. But they do at least have one favorite beer in common. The top three beers Eagles fans have bought in the last month are Yingling, Corona, and Heineken. And the top three for Pats fans are Sam Adams, Corona, and Budweiser. Budweiser. That's because Sam Adams was is made in Boston, correct? It's, yeah, well, yes and no. Boston. It's perceived as like a Boston beer, yeah. even though like the creator is from Indian Hill. He's from Cincinnati. Right. I did know that. Right. And there's a brewery downtown. But why is it considered a Boston beer? I don't know. Because, I mean, it is brewed in Boston, but they have taken ownership of it. And I think the myth, the legend is just grown into it being a Boston beer. So they've taken ownership of it. The Patriots fan base is more spread out geographically, which is not surprising. 55% of Pats fans actually live outside of the Northeast, compared to just 36% of Eagles fans. Eagles fans are more likely to describe themselves as leaders and problem solvers. Pats fans are more likely to describe themselves as funny, punctual, and patient. And finally, Patriots fans hate talking on the phone a little more than Eagles fans do. 51% of Patriots fans say they prefer getting a text than a phone call, compared to 41% of eagles fans well i'll tell you i was watching ellen yesterday and it was pretty funny she is six for six in the way that she predicts who's going to win the super bowl she brings out two male strippers one of them is in like patriots gear and the other one was in eagles gear and whichever one collected the most dollar bills would predict who's going to win the game and, and according to that and remember she's been six for six Why are we she's got the patriots here? i know well, I Patriot. saw the beginning of that show. I didn't know what she was doing with those strippers, but uh, they just had on their jeans, didn't they? Yeah, oh yeah, they were shirtless and they were running through the crowd, and the women all had their money out and they were, you know, stuffing the dollar bills in the pants. So six for six, huh? She's been six for six with this. Wow. And so, yeah, she's calling for New England. Oh, really? Yeah, that's wow. who got the most money. So. April okay. the giraffe picked New England as well. Did she? Fiona picks today at noon. I was gonna say I saw that they're doing. A, a Facebook Live video with Fiona on who she's going to pick for the Super Bowl. I'll today. tell you what, Marley has two different areas in the yard that seem to be his primary poop locations. Mm-hmm. We could pick one. Well, you know what? Well, uh, when I'm standing 
Let's do this because Philadelphia is west of New England. New England. Right. So the area that's more west that he poops in can be Philadelphia. And the other area can be New England. And the next time he poops in the yard, whichever way he goes, we can say that that would be our test. Oh, that'll be a good test. We should do something. Like, you could do something with your dog. Uh Tim could do something with Steve. Jeff could find some way to do something with Grace and Joe. And then I could see if Baby P would be able to pick something. Mm -hmm. Like, this blue toy equals this and the green toy equals this. We'll see how it goes. you got to get a a couple of team flags staked in your yard in this zone, you know. I do. Patriots flag and an Eagles flag. Where are you going to go, buddy? All Are right. you going to be a Patriots house, though, Jeff, since you're from the Boston area? Probably. Cool. That makes sense. I'm rooting for Philly. Yeah. Well, they're, they're the underdog. I get it. And they're yeah. a great team. Uh, and you know what? If anybody's got a shot at beating the Patriots, definitely the Eagles. That's for sure. Do you cheat at Monopoly? Well, it's okay if you do. First of all, everyone does. And second of all, your family and friends should. Thank you for figuring out how to end that game in less than That's 17 hours. Thing. I mean, that is whenever cheating was involved i mean we would do that to speed up the process of the game let's get it over with already oh my gosh yes right. it's, it's fun for awful. about an hour hasbro has picked up on the fact that everyone cheats so they just announced a new version of the game called the cheaters edition and it's basically the same as regular monopoly but it comes with a special deck of cheat cards everyone pulls one before the game and they have different challenges including Steal money from the bank (laughs) or remove a hotel from someone else's property. Move another player's token instead of your own on your turn and give someone less money than you owe them. And if you successfully pull off the cheat without getting caught, you get a reward. But if you do get caught, there are penalties like going to jail, Monopoly jail, not Jail, Real jail. jail. It would be pretty extreme if you could get legit arrested for cheating at Monopoly. But anyway, the uh, Monopoly Cheaters Edition is scheduled to come out in the fall, and it should run like you it. about $20. All right. Is modern dating, has it become so complicated in dating that we need to invent a whole new dictionary for it? According to the dating site Plenty of Fish, here are five new dating terms that are starting to get thrown around. Check these out. Flexting. Flexting. Have you heard that term before? Flexting. I have. It's, isn't it where you like you kind of you don't have to text back right away? It's bragging a lot when you're messaging with someone before you met them, and men are more likely to do it. Sixty-three percent of women say they've gotten those kinds of messages versus thirty-eight percent of men. Have you heard of cricketing? Cricketing. Crickets. That's Sorry. when you go days without responding with to a text. It's kind of like ghosting a little. That's happened to 67% of people. You, you, Yeah, it's a temporary ghost where... You show back up eventually, but there are you show back up, for but a while. You, but you, you, don't, you don't wait hours. You, you wait days before you finally respond to them. Uh, ghost busting. Ghost busting. This is when someone tries to ghost you, but you won't let them, and you just keep hammering them with messages until they finally respond. <laughs> That's, That's called awesome. second date. That'd be update. Fritch. Yeah. That is awesome. Hello. Where are you? Remember me? What's going on? 38% of people say someone has ghost busted them in the past. That's funny. Uh, this is one of my favorites serendipidating. Serendipidating. That's when you put off a date to give yourself a little extra time to meet someone better. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're putting off a date just to give yourself a little extra time to meet someone better. A third of people have done that. And have you heard of phobaying? Phobaying. That is when someone pretends to have a significant other on social media when they're actually single, and they do that to make their ex jealous. 19% of people have seen someone do that. Do that. Wow. The Nevada Gaming Control Board just released all of the numbers on how well the state's casinos did last year. Oh, let's listen for this because we're going to Vegas at the end of the month. I need to know what's going on. Playing. Yeah, really, it's just a message that we should never gamble again. (laughs) The house, the house doesn't just always win. What buzzkill, Jeff? It's killing us. Overall, (laughs) the casinos. Made twenty six point two billion in gambling revenue last year. That is an all time record. Mm. It even beat out two thousand seven, back before the recession when people were spending money like lunatics. Every game was seriously profitable. But here are the casinos' biggest winners. What do you think the biggest casino winners are? Were were they raking the most money? Oh, it's gotta slots, be slots because that's sure. what most everybody. Yep. And and not just slots, penny slots. Oh my god. Penny slots. They bring in three point two billion dollars in penny slots. Isn't you know that crazy? crazy? The problem with the penny slot is this is that you think, oh, it's a penny slot, so it's only a penny, but it's not. Because a lot of times when you go to a penny slot, the max bet is like three dollars. You don't realize you know you gotta play all thirty ways yes. to play it. Yes, you play like a penny a line, and there's thirty lines, and it's like it's like three hundred pennies, and that's you know people three dollars a turn. You're better off just paying you know mm-hmm. the, the dollar machine. Blackjack, one point two billion dollars. I do like to play blackjack. That came in at number two. Uh, what is this? Back baccarat, baccarat. Yeah, mm-hmm. baccarat. Uh, that's $1.15 billion, and Baccarat was the biggest moneymaker for casinos on the Strip, though, because it's so popular with high rollers visiting from overseas. Yes, I've heard there are a lot of Asian people that enjoy playing Baccarat. Uh, Fritchie, you brought up the dollar slots. Those came in at number four at $516 million. Kino? Got Kino on there? I love Kino. Where's Craps? Where's Craps? Craps is next, Jen, at number five. Yeah. $394 million just on craps alone. And roulette. Roulette, I would have thought, would be higher. Roulette only brought in $367 million. I hate roulette. It's so fun. It's dumb. If you can, if you can like, get the correct number, for example, if you put, you know, all your money on double zeros or whatever, you can make a ton of money in a short amount of time, but it is dumb. The odds just don't seem, they don't feel very good with that one. Like black or red. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! It's yeah. not a fun bet. You don't have control over Woo! that like you do craps. That's more exciting. It's more exciting. There's options. I can't wait to watch you at the craps table. I am not going to do that. Uh, the worst game, <laughs> the worst game is pie gow poker. Because it only made $12 million for Las Vegas casinos. Hmm. Pie gal. Be cool. Oh, boy. Mr. Gary. Mr. Gary. He's my favorite bus driver. And he's very, very nice. Me too. This is a, a, a special dream come true. I'm, 
I'm ecstatic. I am ecstatic. My father took me to Franklin Field in 1960 for the NFL championship. He just goes over and above. He's so kind. He's a wonderful person. He does so much for the community. Why Eagles fly on earth to victory? That's cool.